Thanks, Joe. Do sit down. And um, I'm going to share for a few minutes. I've got a video to show you in just a moment. Um, we don't have, obviously, sometimes on an all-age service when we used to do this, we would have lots of activities around the room. We don't have that, but hopefully you have a number of activities on your table, as Stephen said earlier. If you've got um, kids, hopefully you've got an activity pack. Everyone's got one of these, and um, or two of these, and for, for well, do you know, for any age, but particularly for grown-ups, you might want to take this home with you. It's just something to reflect on and to think about afterwards. Uh, as I said before, we've got some of these, and I'd love to see these beautifully coloured uh, by the end of this morning as, as I chat. If you're the sort of person that needs to be doing something with your hands while I chat, that's fine. And also, look, I know, we know what it's like. When we've got the whole church family together, it isn't always the quietest. If you've got little ones with you, don't, don't feel like you have to struggle to keep them really quiet. Hopefully, there are things going on on the table. We, we don't mind a bit of chat um, and a bit of noise um, as we talk. Has anybody finished all their grapes yet? Yeah, I have. We have. I think we have on our table. Um, the key verse, we read this Bible, can you put a slide up for me? We read these um, verses from John 15 earlier, and the key verse here that I want to focus on is verse 5, okay, which is the one that you've got on a coloring sheet there, and it says, I am the vine. It's kind of like, it kind of sums up the whole passage. And by the way, the words are up there, and the words are written on this sheet, but they do actually come from the Bible, yeah? Just to make sure you know, we're not just making these words up, but these are words that we are quoting from the Bible. And Jesus says in this verse, I am the vine, and you are the branches, and if you remain in me, and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And grapes and vines and vineyards, as I already said, are a real metaphor that we see right through the Bible, partly because of the climate in Israel. It's something that people could relate to. It's no mistake, actually, that our family of churches that we belong to is called the vineyard. It's a wonderful metaphor for any church, actually. Vineyards are busy places. They're places where there's a lot of fruit growing, where the gardener is busy at work caring for the vines, training them, pruning them, uh, harvesting the fruit, and just generally keeping an eye on things. And I saw this picture, and I thought it was really helpfully labeled, actually, to explain this, this, um, this passage. So as you can see, Jesus is the vine in this image. And we as believers are the branches. And the fruit that grows on the branches is fruit that's produced by the Holy Spirit. It's God's fruit, not our fruit. We can't make fruit grow on our branches. Okay, much as we would like to, much as we might try to, we can only, re we, we as disciples of Jesus can only be responsible for making sure that the branch stays fully connected to the vine. Now I found this video actually on YouTube from a sketch artist theologian called Steve Thomason and I just thought the way he explained this was absolutely beautiful and really pleasing to watch. So it's about a three or four minute video that kind of explains the theology, theology behind this and what's going on. And it's called The Vine and the Branches and I'd love you to have a look at it now. Today we're going to be looking at the vine. This is an image, a central image that Jesus uses in John 15. I really think it's the heart of the whole gospel. 
And so um, the first thing I want to do is uh, I'm going to draw a picture of a hand. This picture represents God the Father, because really the vine is all about the Father, because Jesus said the Father is the vine dresser. And so we're going to put inside of the Father's fingers a seed, and the Father plants this seed, which is the kingdom of God, into the soil. And then the sun comes out, and, and the rain gives the energy, and this vine grows. And then the Father sets guide wires up. You know, the Father is working all along the way to help this vine grow. Eventually the vine grows, and the sun comes, and the rain comes, and blossoms come, and the fruit is born on the vine. Sometimes the Father has to prune and take off some branches. But here we have this picture of growth and vitality. And what we really have going on here in John 15 is this picture of the Trinity. We have the Father and we have the Son, Jesus, who is the vine, which is really this picture of Israel. It's carryover from the Old Testament. But then we have the Spirit everywhere. The Spirit is the sun. The Spirit is the rain. As the rain falls down onto the vine, giving life and water and baptism, if you will, the Spirit soaks down into the roots and the Spirit then becomes the actual sap that grows up through the vine and out through the branches and to the clusters of fruit. And really what this is about is how disciples make fruit of the Spirit. And the, the, the sap comes out into the fruit and it's really God's love. That's the purpose of the whole vine. It's really about making wine, the wine of God's love. Because what God the Father wants to do is he wants the whole world to know about God's love. And so we see we have the world over here that is looking at the vine and the overflow of the vine is God's love, making the world happy with the love of God. That is the whole purpose and that's the beauty of this. And so this is the overflow of the vine into the world and that's the point of discipleship. So let's look at this thing about being a disciple. What, how do we do this? How do we be in the vine? A lot of times we think that it's our job to produce the fruit of the Spirit, but that's not it at all. Our job is to focus on being connected to the Son, to the vine. Our relationship with Jesus is what it's all about because all of throughout John 15, Jesus says uh, two key words. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Abide in me and I will abide in you. And all throughout John 15, uh, John 13 through 17, we have this indwelling of God. What the Greek word is the perichoresis. We have the Father indwelling the Son. We have the Father and the Spirit indwelling one another and the Spirit indwelling the Son and the Spirit which is flowing through all of it and the Son indwelling and abiding in the disciples which is the overflow of God's love as we indwell the world and the Spirit indwells the world and it's all flowing together, it's interconnected. It's what we call perichoretic power. It is the power of God's love in communion with the world. Wow. Do you like that? I love that. I watched that and I thought that's just a beautiful description and explanation of how this image works. And hey, we've all learned a new theological term today, haven't we? Perichoretic power. 
the power of God's love in communion with the Son and the Spirit and overflowing into the world. And so just a quick recap. Uh, can you put the next slide up for me, Tatan? Thanks. Um, the one that's, yeah, there we go. Oh, just go back one. There we go. Right. So the Father and Son and the Spirit are working together. The overflow of the vine is God's love into the world, which is the whole point of discipleship. We're disciples. We, in this image, are the branches. Okay? We, our job is not to produce the fruit. Our job is to focus on being connected to the vine. When Jesus says, remain in me or abide in me, that's what he's talking about. And I love that word he used, the indwelling, the indwelling of God, the Father indwelling the Son, the Father and the Son and the Spirit indwelling together and then in the disciples and through the Spirit and flowing out to the rest of the world. I love how this guy has drawn it. And I hope you can see, and I think the important thing for us today is that our focus here needs to be on this bit. Okay, our focus here, it's very clear, Jesus is very clear that we are responsible for this part of the image, this part of the vine, the remaining in Jesus, the dwelling in Jesus. And how, my question for for us to think about this morning is how do we do that? How do we do that? I mean, it's so easy, isn't it? to overcomplicate Christianity, to get, up, get caught up in a style or a music preference or a, a way of doing church or a, how we do church, how other people do church, maybe even to get, up in, get caught up in the politics of it. Who would Jesus vote for? Who wouldn't he vote for? What about the theology? What do you believe? What do I believe? Who's right? Actually, when you boil it down, I think what we can learn from this whole picture is that Christianity is really, really very simple. If you you can boil it down to this, we need to remain in Jesus. Our job as disciples is to stay close to Jesus, as branches to remain in the vine. John Wimber said this thing once. He said, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Okay, I'll say that again. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And for me, the main thing for us to focus on is how we as disciples connect with Jesus. And so my question for us this morning, it's a question for all of us. How is our connection this morning? How is our connection with Jesus in this moment, in this day, in this week, in this season How is our connection? Do we have a strong connection with Jesus? Are we in a good place? Are we solidly joined? Are we close in? Or is our connection with Jesus feeling the strain? Perhaps it's a little bit under pressure. Perhaps even we feel like our connection might break. Or maybe even you're here and you feel like your connection has broken with Jesus. Or maybe you never had one. Maybe you feel separated cut off from Jesus, isolated. There are loads of different reasons why our connection with Jesus might not be as strong as it could be. Maybe we've never been connected to him properly in the first place. Maybe you're somebody who's never said a wholehearted yes with my whole life to Jesus before. And if that's the case, then today could be a great day for that. This is, it's always a good day to say yes to Jesus. And if you want to make a connection to Jesus for the first time, we would love to talk and pray about that. We'd love that. But, you know, maybe you have been connected with Jesus in the past, but it's just not so good now. Maybe something really negative happened to us. Maybe it was to do with our health or our job or our family or relationships. Maybe it was the choices we made or the actions that others took. 
and we've just found ourselves in a pretty negative place and just not really knowing how to relate to Jesus, not knowing really how to connect with him for ourselves, and we've kind of got a bit stuck through that. Or maybe it wasn't that dramatic. Maybe we just drifted away. Maybe we never made a conscious choice to disconnect with Jesus or God, but it just happened little by little. I know that for some of us, lockdown was like that. We just found it hard to relate to church online. We, kind of, we found it hard to engage. We didn't know how to pray. Everything was so stressful, and we just kind of got out of the habit, and Zoom and online church were just really hard work, and we couldn't connect, and we just kind of found ourselves further and further away from a, from a point where we could really invest in Jesus. Now, you know, maybe we've never developed a solid habit of investing time in Jesus. Maybe we just find it easy to get it distracted with content on social media or on TV instead of prioritizing time to pray or just to be quiet. I want to encourage us this morning. Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be real. But let's also remember that wherever our connection with Jesus is at, there is an invitation for restoration. There is an invitation to come close. There is an invitation to bring our branch back to the vine. He is a master gardener. He can graft branches onto the vine. Jesus' first invitation to his followers is this. He says, come to me, all who are weary, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but I had times in lockdown where I felt incredibly weary and incredibly heavy laden. And I just had to find out how to come back to Jesus. It was really hard work, but we just had to do it. And you know, if we, we can start this today, or we can restart this today, here and now you can make a decision to reconnect with Jesus, to get your branch remaining in, abiding in him, in the vine. You can invest in that this week. There are loads of different ways to strengthen our connection with Jesus you know, you might like, for you, it might be sitting quietly and reading the Bible. I quite like to listen to the Bible on audio sometimes. You might like to go for a walk in nature and just kind of praise God and worship God and give thanks that way. You might like to study a bit of theology or just read a great book about God. Or you might love to sort of gaze at a picture or a beautiful piece of art. Maybe you like to get, maybe you like getting together with a bunch of people and singing some really rowdy praise songs. And we can do that again, which is brilliant. Maybe you like to share a meal together and just chat honestly and deeply about what's going on in your life. Do you have certain people in your life that when you hang out with them, it feels like Jesus is there with you? Maybe that's a good way of connecting with Jesus. There are loads of ways. He doesn't, he doesn't prescribe how we remain in him. He doesn't tell us there's one way to do it or another way to do it. He, there's loads of ways to do it. He just invites us, come. Come and be with me. Whatever's going on, come and be with me. Whatever your stress or anxiety is, whatever the issue is or the problem is, because there's usually something, come and be with me. And sometimes, isn't it, it's not even as much as what we do, but it's even about it's what we deliberately don't do. Sometimes the harder question for us is, what are we going to turn off? How are we going to disconnect? What are we going to switch off so that we can be not distracted 
so that we can hear the voice of Jesus. We talked about this earlier in the year in our sort of simplicity, be still. We talked about being still and we talked about the key practices of silence and solitude, which is not so much about just being still. It's about switching off the stuff that just kind of surrounds us, deliberately making time and space to be quiet and hear. And so we're going to think about what this means for us. And I'd love you to respond in a very practical way today. Because on your table, you should have um, something that looks like this. There are two, actually. You should have a great big set of leaves and all, that look like that. And also a great big bunch of grapes. I know it's just a piece of paper, but it's meant to be a big bunch of grapes. And if you take the leaves first, right, if you take the leaf first, and there should be one per table. So this is going to be a little, a corporate exercise to do. What I would love you to do is just to take a few moments now and maybe chat about this on your table. And the question is, what ways, what, in what ways would you like to connect with Jesus? Okay, thinking about our connection Okay, in what ways would we like to connect with Jesus? Oh yeah, I'll come to that in a minute. In what ways would we like to connect with Jesus? And so if you have any ideas, you might want to draw a picture. Um, If you can make it work practically, you can cover two sides of this. And on your table, do something that represents the thoughts and the ideas of the different people on your table. What is it that we want to do to connect with Jesus. How do we want to stay connected? How do we want to improve that connection? And I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to do that, just to chat about it and to produce something on here. And then when it's done, when we're ready, you can guess what we're going to do. We're going to actually clip these leaves onto our vine, a little bit like that, okay? So have a couple of moments, have a couple of minutes, chat about it on your table, draw something, write something. Make sure that you know everybody on the table gets a chance to have some sort of input. How are we wanting to stay connected with Jesus? What does connecting look like for us in this season? Maybe write some notes or draw something. We'll put some music on and I'll come back to you in a couple of minutes. And when you're ready, if you feel that you've got it sorted and feel free to decorate it, make it look pretty, color it in and then hang it up onto your vine. Okay, guys, as I said before, be really careful not to pull these down too much. They are quite, they are quite secure. But let's not pull them too hard. But once that's done, you can hang it on your hang it on your vine. Okay, go for it. Brilliant. I can see one or two starting to be posted up. Don't put your um don't put the fruit, the grapes up yet, because you're gonna write something on those in a minute. But just pop the leaves up onto your vine if you're ready. And I'll just give us I'm just going to give us a couple of moments to, um, a couple of minutes to finish that. And then we've got a little little bit more to do with the grapes. As I said, I'd love to see some of these colored in. If you've been, has anybody been coloring these ones in? Anybody got any colorful sheets to show me? Wave it it around if you, uh, let's have a look. Awesome. Brilliant. Fantastic. We'll keep going with those. Keep going with those. Fantastic. So we've got some leaves up on our vine. Leaves about connecting okay just a couple more moments and then I've just got a little bit more to share and we're going to do our grapes as well in a moment okay great great fantastic fantastic and I hope you know that all of these vines and all of these vine branches are all connected together all connected together 
and connected to the cross here, which is symbolic as well. We'll pray about, we're going we're gonna to use this as a prayer, as a way to pray in just a moment. This is looking fantastic, guys. Well done. Okay, so um, you should also on your table have some grapes. Why don't somebody just wave your, wave your grapes around. And in a moment, we're going to write on those as well. Okay. And um, we've thought about our connections with Jesus. We've thought about our prayers and why we want to stay, how we want to stay connected. One, if you don't know how your connection is, you know, I was talking earlier about people who have broken or weak connections. And if you don't know how your connection is, one way, one way to try and find out is to look at the fruit that's growing on the branch. Sometimes it's hard to know. If you look at a plant, it's hard to know how much of the sap is flowing through. But you can tell if a tree or a vine or a plant is healthy because of the fruit that grows. And so if, you're thinking, if we're thinking about our own lives and we're thinking, oh, I wonder, um, I wonder how strong my connection is with, with Jesus. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what I feel. It, it's, I, it would be understandable because it's been a very busy time. Often there's a lot going on. But one of the really good ways of finding out is to just step back and take a look at, well, what fruit is growing in my life? And the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit and it talks about nine things, doesn't it? It says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Why don't you read these with me if you can? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And if that stuff is going on in our lives, this is how the Bible describes the character of somebody who's, who is full of the Holy Spirit, who's, who's the, in whom the Holy Spirit is flowing. And I don't know about you, but I really like being around people who are like that. I really like being around people who are loving and kind and joyful and patient and good. Does anybody else or is it just me? Okay. I really like being around those kinds of people. And, and just being really honest with you at the minute, just to, to let you into a little secret, I also really want to be one of those type of people. That's the kind of person that I aspire to be like. I, I, I really, I want to, I'm trying hard to be a kind and a patient and a gentle person. I'm trying hard to be faithful and consistent and good and gentle and all of those things, peaceful. I look, somebody, want, somebody said it like this, I'm trying to be a non-anxious presence. Now, you can talk to my family because I'm not always achieving being a non-anxious presence. To be honest, it doesn't always happen, okay? But I'm trying. Let's be honest. Does anybody else, does it, can anybody relate to this or is it just me? Okay, does this resonate with everyone? The truth is, the question we can be asking ourselves is, how does this, how, how are we doing? You can ask the Holy Spirit to show you, how's my fruit, Lord? Okay, how is the kindness or the goodness or the patience going in my life. Sometimes it's really obvious to us how it's going. Other times it's not so obvious. I tell you what, if you live with people, a really good way to find out how it's going is to ask them. Okay? If you turn to somebody in your family, or somebody who you know you work closely with, or somebody who knows you, and you say, 
can you just give me a bit of feedback? How's my gentleness and kindness going? If you really want to, to get an honest answer, hopefully a loving, kind, but honest answer, that's a really good way of doing this. Because I want to remind you, like I said before, the fruit, the fruit is not our responsibility. The fruit is the Holy Spirit's. If we have got our connection right, if we are investing in our connection with God, like it says there, if we are remaining in and abiding in, then the fruit that grows will be great fruit. So instead of focusing on how can I be a kinder person, how can I be a more patient person, the thing to do is to focus on how can I get my connection with Jesus stronger? What does remaining in the vine look like today? Now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to write something on here now. I want you to think about the fruit that you would like to see in your life. We can all be honest with ourselves. We all know that there's some good fruit in our lives. Let's not beat ourselves up too much. But maybe there's something that you would like to see changing in your life. You can bring that as a prayer to God. Lord, I would like to be a gentler person. Lord, I would like to be a kinder person. Uh, Lord, I want to be kind or less anxious in this specific area of my life or with this specific relationship. I'm not going to tell you. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. If you don't already know, ask the Holy Spirit right now. Show me. What is it that you want me to be? What would you like the fruit in my life to be like? And then I'd love us to write our prayers onto here, onto these grapes, and then I'd like us to put them up on the vine as well. These will be our prayers for the fruit that we want to see growing in our lives. Trusting that it's God's job, trusting it's the Holy Spirit, it's not something we can make happen, but it is something we can talk to God about in our prayers. So have a couple of minutes and have a chat about that on your table and write or draw something that's a prayer for you that's going to go on here about fruit of the Holy Spirit. And then when you've done that, again, put that up on the vine. And when they're all up together, we're going to pray together because I think this is going to be a really symbolic meaningful time. Yes, I can put the fruit picture up. Sorry. Yes, that one. There you go. Perhaps that would be helpful. What fruit do we want to see in our lives? What fruit do we want to talk to God about? And let's make that our prayer. Okay, how are we doing? Brilliant. So if you could just look this way, I've got one more slide I want to show you and then we're going to stand and pray. Okay, our theme this month obviously as Stephen said at the beginning we're back together and we're back with uh, Sunday meetings and we're going to be meeting here every Sunday and from next week we're going to be running our children's and youth groups as well that's all happening next week um, we are going to invite you just to keep um, registering signing up for it uh, for this month just so we get an idea on numbers and how to organize and space and things um, but next Sunday we'll be here and uh, we'll be meeting and each Sunday. And our theme for this month is gather to go. You know, it's so important that we celebrate the fact that we can gather again. Isn't it wonderful? I just love this. I'd almost forgotten what it was like being in church with everybody. But it's just wonderful to be together. Um, but we do want to make sure, as we've talked about this morning, you know, the reason for all of this is the overflow. We just, it would be a shame... We've all done so brilliantly in lockdown. We've all been sort of out there doing the sort of scattered servants, out there serving the community. It's been absolutely awesome. And just because we can now gather back together again, we just want to make sure that we don't forget 
that we're here not just for ourselves but for everybody else. And so that's what we're going to be exploring a bit more over the next month, what it means to gather but why we gather to go. Okay, and I just want to remind you of three things that disciples do. We've talked about this loads of times in the past. We've said that disciples are those who be with Jesus, who become like Jesus, and who do the things Jesus did. And this, this whole vine and branches this morning is all about being with Jesus, working on our connections so that we can become like him and do the things he did and so that others will see. And so we're going to pray together, and hopefully you've, um, you've, um, you've done this. Now I'm going to ask you to stand up, okay? And I'm going to ask you to do something really symbolic, okay? I'm hoping you're going to be okay with this, but I would love us to connect. We're going to be connected, all of us connected together. So if one person on your table, if you can reach it and you can manage it, perhaps everybody on your table could just grab hold of, just grab hold of this. If that doesn't work, then one person hold it and everybody else hold hands with that person. Either way around, let's just stay connected, right? Let's stay connected to the vine. And you'll see as well, by the way, that all of these vines are connected symbolically all together. And look, we deliberately connected them to the cross, because this is, this is and, and I know this is just an, a symbol, but this is an important symbol. Guys, we are connected together, and we are connected to Jesus. That's what we are called to be as a church. And I would love it if we could just pray. So perhaps if you're able to just be quiet for a moment, shh. If you're not, don't worry. That's absolutely fine. Okay? That's absolutely fine. But let's pray together. And I'm just going to give thanks. Jesus, I want to thank you for our connection. Thank you that you are the vine and we are the branches. And Lord, I want to pray. Our prayer is that we can stay connected to you. That we can build strong connections. Strong connections into the vine. Strong connections, Lord. I want to pray for those who feel that their connections have not been strong in the past uh, season. For those who need to be closer to you. For those who need you to bless them and, and minister to them and be with them today. Lord, I want to pray your spirit to fill them. And for all of us, Lord, we just declare that we want to stay connected to the vine, to Jesus. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for making us part of this family. We love you, Jesus. Amen.